Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, COVID-19. Is it time for an ADHD gap year to work on life and work readiness? With us in our virtual studio is Carolyn Jepson. Uh, we're going to get into the content of their show in a minute, but before we do, just uh, we're very grateful to children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder uh, for their support. In fact, this show is being brought to you uh, by them, better known as Chad. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away uh, free copies of Attention Magazine. It's digital copies. So to get yours, all you have to do is listen to our show. We're going to share a secret word a couple times, write it down, and then listen to another show uh, for our secret word and write that secret word down, and then send us an email. Uh, include both secret words. The address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When I get it, We'll get it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current issue of Attention Magazine, and we will get you a copy, the next, uh, a copy, a PDF of the next one that's in print. Again, uh, attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Also, um, the 2020 annual International Conference on ADHD is around the corner. Originally, it was scheduled for Dallas, Texas this year because of the virus. It is actually virtual. Um, we've said this before and we'll say it again. Uh, we are proud of the content that we put on, but the conferences, particularly in the past that were uh, in person, uh, were much better learning environments because so much learning takes place in the hallways, the, in the breakout rooms, et cetera. Uh, while this is virtual and so there's the finance you know, burden of traveling and hotels not there, uh, I still am giving a plug for this there. They have some software this year where the presenters are doing pr- presentations, and then there'll be some Q- interactive Q&As when it's over with, and there'll be some breakout sessions, and I'm really excited about it. I know um, I'm doing a presentation on ADHD and fitness. Um, it's just not physical fitness, uh, but mental fitness, and um, actually recording that, and we'll have to be live and anxious to do that. So I think it's really kind of a cool platform. Uh, to sign up for the conference or just to learn more, go to chadd.org. Um, with that, our program is being brought to you by uh, Chad. We've got a little tip that we're going to run, and we'll get into the show. It's time to register for the 2020 Virtual International Conference on ADHD, happening November 5 to 7. Don't miss the opportunity to chat live with the experts and learn the latest ADHD tips and strategies, all from your favorite chair at home. Register today at the ADHDconference.org. Thanks, Kid Chad, for your support. For those that are not aware, Chad's the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners and fans to become members of Chad or to donate to them because a strong financial Chad is a strong community voice. Uh, they are the ones that are advocating for our tribe on Capitol Hill and different regulatory agencies um, so that we can get accommodations to thrive. Again, to learn more, donate uh, or become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay. Let's get into the topic tonight. Uh, most of the stuff that we do is evergreen content, meaning it lasts for a long time. In fact, we have a lot of people that still download shows that are seven, eight, maybe nine years old. Um, this is a little bit more topical. 
with the virus going on, I want to reiterate that if if online learning was the most productive form of learning, we probably would have been doing this uh, across the board a long time ago. But the fact of the matter is we're being forced to it because of the virus uh, and the pandemic. And so there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. I've been getting emails over the last several months uh, about it and a lot of comments on my YouTube channel about the struggles. I think we did a show uh, back working from home, and I, I basically uh, talked about how you need to simulate the work environment as close as possible and uh, even have, have coached some people that have uh, Zoom calls where all the direct reports are on all day. It's not a meeting, but you just look up and you start talking to people as you would in an office. So my point really is, is online learning is a bit of a challenge and people are struggling with it. And so it's a time to pause. And um, I stumbled into Carolyn Jepson, who is on the board of Broad Futures. And first, a little bit about her. She is a nonprofit leader, innovator, executive manager, fundraiser, and attorney. She's passionate about creating innovative solutions to empower young people with disabilities to succeed in education in the workplace. Carolyn is a co-founder, CEO, and president of Broad Futures, a revolutionary training, mentoring, and paid internship program for young people with learning disabilities. And I'm going to make a note. They do have paid internships. They don't right now. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but normally they do. Uh, Carolyn received her JD from George Washington University National Law Center and her Certificate of Nonprofit Executive Management from Georgetown University. She's devoted over 15 years of serving on boards to help individuals with disabilities. You can learn more at the website, uh, broadfutures.org. With that, Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. I'm really excited to have this discussion, and I um, hope you are doing well. I'm doing well, and I'm ecstatic about it. So it is the September, fall of 2020. A lot of people are going back to school at this time, and a lot of people are really, really pretty frustrated. And what you guys do is you have a program that's kind of a gap year. You can take from high school to college. I presume maybe you can take it in high school or in college to help those uh, with disabilities and those with ADHD prepare themselves really for work and life. It's, it's, not, it's not like a curriculum education, but it's life skills. Can you just tell us a little bit about the program? Yeah, so typically we serve young people between 18 and 26 who have learning and attention issues. Because of COVID, as you highlighted, we've kind of moved into the virtual space and we have a little more bandwidth to serve people on either ends of those. So we are serving people who may still be in high school and then people who may be older than 26. But essentially, we're serving people as they transition, whether they are transitioning to higher education or they're transitioning to the workplace. And we're helping them providing those kind of foundational skills that allow those who have the learning and attention challenges to move forward in a way that they feel successful and confident. Now, ordinarily, you're doing these types of things and you provide paid internships and people would go and work. Uh, they go through the program, work at these internships and get together on Fridays with the COVID um, and the geographic nature. Those aren't there at this time, but you are working with people on a, on a curriculum-based thing to help them learn life skills. That would be life skills and uh, workplace readiness, correct? Correct. So traditionally, the program is a training, mentoring, and paid internship program. So our training piece of it is is up front for two weeks, and then we put people into internships. We come back on Fridays. As we know, those with learning and attention challenges are not going to do well with something that's just preloaded, right? We want to train. Yep. We want to talk about it. We want to practice it. We want to reflect. We want to repeat that process. So we have a 
peer mentor model that supports the young people while they're doing that. What we have now is we took that training piece, which, which I'll describe in a minute, but we took that training piece and turned it into its own virtual learning program. Um, so the training piece is really centered on communications. How do you communicate? How do you self-advocate? How do you take the perspective of someone else? How do you communicate with whether it's a professor or a supervisor or a coworker? Um, and we embedded that into professionalism workshops. So we're also doing resume writing and LinkedIn and how do you interview and how do you do an elevator speech and what is financial literacy? So we're combining those two things but we're doing it in a very interactive way. I, I love, absolutely love what you're doing. And you said at the top, you, the training is, you go through it, but you also, you practice and you reflect on it as you go through the process, correct? Correct. Um, want to kind of, really want to build on that concept because there's a lot that's really there. Uh, before we do that, let's, let's run to a break so we have uninterrupted conversation. Um, our secret word tonight is readiness. Again, our secret word tonight is readiness. And check out Kellen's website at uh, broadfutures.org. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be your child's greatest ally by reading the book Ned Hollowell described as a game changer, Michelle Borba referred to as the ultimate guide for parents, and Michael Thompson praised as the groundbreaking book you've been waiting for. Go to playbetterplan.com to buy a copy of Caroline McGuire's book, Why Will No One Play With Me? While you're there, subscribe to download her free mini course on developing social skills for children. That's playbetterplan.com. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Carolyn Jepson uh, talking about uh, broad futures and a very productive alternative possibly to what might be a lost semester or a lost year of learning due to uh, the online nature of education these days. Again, this is just really wanted to bring this to attention. And before the break, we were talking about how they work with uh, students on communication, self-advocacy, taking other people's perspective or resume writing. And uh, before the break, we kind of highlighted there's a practice and reflect piece of this. And, um, you know, Carolyn, 
as a high adventure scoutmaster, I went through training and I learned this thing called edge that I never realized when I was going through it, how powerful it was. But the concept was edge, educate, demonstrate, guide, and empower. So we'd stand up and talk about like a square knot. It's a really good knot because it doesn't slip. And so therefore, it's really, really good for first aid. That'd be the education piece of it. Then we'd demonstrate it. We'd show the boys how to tie the knot uh, a couple times. And then we would give them the rope for them to tie it. And we would sit there and kind of help them as they fumbled and got it right. And then we'd give them the rope to send off and practice it. And people with ADHD, because of working memory challenges and self-regulation, having it in front of them and, and seeing the demonstration and guiding them through the process, I, I find to be very, very effective, and I, and I really advocate a lot for that in my, my coaching practice. And what I'm hearing with what you guys are doing, that's really kind of what you're doing. It's just not book learning where you do and you go off. You guys actually role play and go through this stuff so that the people kind of get that. Can you tell us about that and, and how that works with your program? Right. So, you know, just kind of big picture-wise, what we're focused on, whether it's our virtual program we're doing now or our traditional program is, you know, it used to be called soft skills, but it's now called power skills. So these skills that we're trying to give people that are going to transcend time and increase their independence, confidence, ability to communicate, ability to self-advocate. The way we do it is if we just sat there and threw up a PowerPoint and talked to people about this is what you need to do to communicate, they would retain about 5% of what we're talking about. It would be completely ineffective. But what we do is we integrate the arts, and then we combine this reflective piece that you were just talking about. So we integrate the arts by we have a drama artist who, let's say we are talking about perspective taking, which can be a real challenge for folks with attention issues. We're talking about perspective taking, and then we – break into groups and we actually role play it and then we come back and we talk about what did we learn, what did we like, what could we do better and then we're actually asking people to teach it to each other, right? So it's that it's almost like that that Montessori approach that if you know it really well, you can teach it to someone else. So you're learning it, you're practicing, you're reflecting and you're you're able then to teach it back to each other. And that's where we're using the role play, we're using improvisation. I find improvisation is incredibly useful for the folks that we work with because something is given to you, you have to react to it, and then you have to give it to someone else. So it really helps solidify that understanding. And then we're also using graffiti art as a way to solidify concepts. So let's say we're talking about um, self-advocacy, advocating on campus for uh, the accommodations that you need. We may be talking about it, but then we're asking people to create a graffiti art reflection of what we've learned. So everyone has to contribute what they believe they've learned, and then you have to react to what other people have done. Contributing does not have to be in the form of a word. It can be in the form of a picture. Um, it can be in the form of, you know, a sketch or a reaction in some way. So that's kind of broad stroke how we're doing it. We also are not talking for more than five to seven minutes before we're having one of those periods of interaction, reflection, reaction. There's so much embedded in this. So one is is the the doing, 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 the reflection, the reaction thing. Um, and then there's there's another piece of this I want to kind of bring to everybody's teacher. That's the improvisation side of it. We've actually done some shows on it. Um, improv is a skill that really teaches active listening, and for the uh, the ADHD crowd, self-regulation is a bit of a problem. And to help them learn the improv skills, 
of having to fully listen before you react to some of that stuff is one, it teaches them how to listen more deeply and helps them to self-regulate um, and manage themselves. So there's actually some ADD training in there and more robustly kind of closes the loop on all this kind of stuff. And clearly I think you guys know, as you're listening to me, I'm a big fan because this is really robust training. And when you talk about communication, self-advocacy and understand the perspective of others, I don't know where else you'd get that kind of training other than just kind of by accident along the way. It's not something that you normally get in a school setting, but this is about readiness uh, for the workplace, which is really everything for these people. I mean, it's kind of like the elephant in the room. Is that is that representative or your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, that's sort of the genesis of why we exist, right? If you look at the rates of people with learning and detention issues, they're employed at less than 50% and they are finishing school at less than 50%. But the population and many of those that we serve are actually twice gifted, right? So they have a um, healthy or high IQ, but they're not performing at that level. Um, and it is because it's not that they don't have the cognitive ability to do those tasks, it's that we don't have the ability to navigate the kind of social scene and professional scene that are required to succeed both academically and in the workplace. And in an ideal world, this kind of social-emotional learning is embedded in the high school curriculum, especially for those who are on IEP or 504 plans. And as we all know, there's a lot of emphasis on that, but the reality is it's just not happening in an effective way. And so we are trying to jump in and be that kind of transition. We call it sort of a boot camp approach where it's pretty intensive for a short period of time to give our those that we serve an ability to move forward in a successful way that's more interactive as opposed to a um, <laughs> more, more passive sports. learning experience. Yep, or psych yeah. environment. So I tell yeah. you what, listen, we need to go to a break again. Come back. We're going to continue this conversation. Again, everyone, our secret word today is readiness, uh, readiness, and uh, the Check out uh, Broad Futures website at B-R-O-A-D-F-U-T-U-R-E-S dot org. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. 
Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with uh, Carolyn Jepson of uh, Broad Futures. We have done shows on gap years before. We've talked about uh, what a gap year is. Some people just take a year off, get a job, go back to school. Uh, we've also talked about more formal programs where you kind of go out and learn life skills. And, and those those shows and those programs we had talked about is a lot of times to get over the trauma uh, of high school and or really to let the uh, the development of executive functioning brain kind of catch up as you do this. What I think this is interesting is this is an alternative that's very timely uh, for all the reasons I just said, but also kind of deal with the trauma of online learning and some of the challenges associated with, with some of that stuff. And it's it, you're able to do it, but in this interactive role and get the training for these real life skills, I think is really, really pretty unique. And again, that there are a number of students that I've coached that have chosen not to go back to college this semester just because the online learning environment just isn't conducive for them and they considered it would be a lost year and they're doing some other things. I think this is a great opportunity for somebody to actually make this time kind of productive. Your program, basically, you just go to your website and you can kind of sign, sign up for it. It's, I think you said, actually, I don't want to put words in your mouth. It's five days a week. There's like 90 units. And how long does it last? So we're, it's, it's a five-week program, five days a week, about four and a half hours a day. That's the kind of um, core program. We, are, we do about 90 units, eight, I think it's 87 units of curriculum in that time period. So we're... We're keeping things moving, and as I said before, we're not doing direct instruction for more than five to seven minutes at a time. Um, the young people that we serve then also have an opportunity to, to do a portfolio project after that that's guided with our peer mentors for a month after that. We found that after our summer program, there were quite a few young people who then became inspired to work on something. They decided, as you said, not to go back to school, and they kind of wanted that ongoing support, but that need it because of their attention issues, there's no way they could just do it on their own. So that's a separate add-on um, to the traditional kind of five-week period where the idea is it's supposed to be structured to give young people structure to their day. It's also intensive. Like uh, every unit, every minute, I would say, is intentional in what we are doing with this idea of um, helping you gain skills that are going to be really useful continuing on with school. You know, I'm a big believer in experiential learning. So we're trying to incorporate that as much as we can into the program as well. So they will have projects that they need to work on as a team, but not homework. It's happening while we're in session. I, I, I want to underline experiential learning. Uh, it is very, there's, it's, it's, I think it's really important, but I think it's doubly important for the the, the crowd with ADHD. Um, we, there's also studies out there that show that people with ADHD tend to do better in the trades, if you will, because it's more doing and more uh, more visual. We've actually talked, we did a couple shows on the trades, actually how they're in short supply, and some people are making a lot of money doing that stuff now. And we really kind of, hey, it's a, it's some really good fields, but it's the seeing, the doing, the experience, really kind of making some of that stuff happen. So. Um, before we wrap this up, any last thoughts or comments or nuggets about the program that's worth sharing? Um, well, talking about hands-on and moving, that is one piece that we've I've been so focused on the cognitive and social communication aspect of it. So 
Um, we have always had, but it's particularly important now, a stress reduction component to our curriculum. We are not psychologists. We are not a mental health program. But our idea is that we are helping young people to tolerate stress. Um, and so with that, we have a mindfulness and yoga portion of our program that's incorporated. We have a traditional part where um, not every day, but probably every other day, I think, is the way it's working. We are, meet, we are meeting with a yoga practitioner, and they're actually doing yoga and mindfulness. But we incorporate mindfulness into everything that we're doing. So there's movement that's happening, so young people are not just sitting and receiving information or not just sitting and talking. Um, so there's visual representation, but we're also asking people to get up and move and take a breath. Um, to get to your point, Jeff, around impulse control, um, we have, I'm a believer that not you know, the true believer of ADHD is not only represented in hyperactivity, it's also represented in the exact opposite. So that reflects in our community. We have people who speak way too much and people who won't speak at all. Um, mm -hmm. so we have found that using those moments of taking a breath and reflecting, it is able to help the people who are speaking too much or too, um, without thinking before they're speaking, it's helping them. And then it's also giving our young people who are just too shy to speak up the sort of um, motivation and breath to move forward. I'm listening to you, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Uh, my presentation this year at the International Conference on ADHD is on uh, uh, fitness, and under fitness okay. is physical fitness, but I'm spending a lot of time on mental fitness, and I, I frame out attention exercises, and we've done some shows um, where we talked about uh, – meditation and mindfulness is really like an attention exercise is when you're meditating, if you will, and you notice your thoughts wander away to an extraneous thought, how you let them go and bring them back to your breath. And uh, in the presentation, I'll be talking about that as, a, as an exercise to develop the skill. We're also going to talk about uh, gratitude, journaling as an exercise to shift attitude, and then talk about um, some exercises. A lot of times I have um, people I'm coaching that struggle with emotional self-regulation to watch movies that are really, really intense and feel their body when they get intense and try to relax um, and, and really manage the emotions associated with some of that stuff. And so being able to, to manage the shifting of attention, your attitude and the emotions has a big impact on stress reduction. And so I'm just putting an accent, exclamation point, bold point on that for what you're doing because I'm a big fan of that. In all the years I've been doing this, I've interviewed experts on mindfulness and meditation and things I described, and nobody has not said it's not really helpful for those with ADHD. However, most agree that it's more difficult because it requires more more discipline and more self-regulation to do it. But bottom line, it definitely works. So I'm really happy to hear that you've had, had that component, but I'm guessing it's a part of some things that they're doing with some other people, which makes it a little bit easier. So uh, I'm glad you brought that point up, <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so any, any any final thoughts other than just if they want to learn more, go to the website and check it out. You do this as a calling. Um, you started this program out of personal relationships and stuff, and so you're, this is a calling. You're dedicated to it, and I'm, you know, that's why you believe in it, right? Children have no problem with me saying this. I have twins who are born extremely prematurely, and because of that, they have learning and attention issues, one of whom is deaf, and she also has pretty severe ADHD. And so... I have come to this honestly, and it's a it's a heart mission. I left my job as a lawyer to start Broad Teachers. I feel strongly that we are filling a need, um, and we are delivering curriculum in a way that is conducive to those that we actually serve, as opposed to a lot of workforce programs are not focused on the disabilities that the people that yep. they're serving have. 
Absolutely. I, I, there is Absolutely. one really practical thing I want to say because people never see it, and I I believe strongly that our program should be available to anyone. Um, it is not we charge a program fee for our program because we are a small nonprofit and we can't give away our services. That said, I've been very successful in raising scholarship funds, and we still have scholarship funds for 2020. We have never turned someone away based on financial needs. Our scholarship funds are wholly need-based. They are not merit-based at this time, but we still have a significant amount of scholarship funds available for our fall program. So I just want to bring that up in case people do go on the website to sign up. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that. Again, the website, B-R-O-A-D-F-U-T-U-R-E-S.org. And so with that, Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Everybody, check out the website, broadfutures.org. Again, our secret word tonight is readiness. We hope you've uh, gained something here. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.